Hi, I'm Matt Pacelli with the Virginia State Golf Association, and welcome to our Golf in the Commonwealth podcast. If you don't know by now, the VSGA has partnered with the national nonprofit Youth on Course to provide affordable access to golf for juniors here in Virginia, so they may experience a round of golf for $5 or less. What we at the VSGA have to do in the background to support the participating courses is raise money so we can pay the balance of those rounds to the participating courses. Fundraising. Part of that effort is through the annual 100-hole hike, where we, staff members, volunteers, and friends, play 100 holes of golf in a day, walking, and raise money from our friends, family, colleagues, networks, etc., to support youth on course efforts here in Virginia. Our hike is coming up on Tuesday, September 21st at the Hollows Golf Club near Glen Allen, and so I wanted to take the next several episodes of the podcast to introduce you to the folks who are hiking with us to raise money for this great cause and experience a very long day of golf. And we're getting started this week with our own Kent Hullabar. Kent Hullabar, welcome to Golf in the Commonwealth. It's weird to welcome another coworker who's obviously listened to the podcast and knows what it's about. And we're in the office right now, but you're Kent Hullabar. Tell people who are you and what do you do? Yeah, Matt, I'm super excited to be here. I've loved the podcast since it started, but my name is Kent Hullabar. I'm the manager of championships and junior golf for the VSGA. I've been with the VSGA since I was an intern like 13 years ago and specifically been in charge and overseeing junior golf for the VSGA for about seven or eight years. So... 13, you started as an intern with the VSGA. What was what were your responsibilities as, as an intern? It was a unique situation. Uh, for those that remember Richard Smith, he was getting ready to retire uh, and start what we had called the Junior Golf Club. So it was a crazy time, and I really just got thrown into the fire um, as an intern doing women's tournaments. And then we transitioned into a little bit of everything. And then as time passed, then we got more specific roles with uh, different um, managers at one days, women's golf, junior golf, et cetera. And on staff, you are one of a handful of folks who had at one point been interns for the VSGA, correct? Yes, the PJ Boatwright internship is super successful and you learn a ton. And uh, for us, it's definitely been the right place at the right time. And it's been an awesome organization to be a part of. Yeah, and I know that it's been a blessing to have as many you know folks that have had such experience with us now working professionally with us as their as their, as their job or their career. It's been, it's been really special. It's been a lot of fun, yeah, to, to have more interns you definitely know the process, you know, from beginning to end. Talk a little bit about your segue into, well, let's first, let's go back because, so you're an intern, you come to the VSGA as an intern. Why? I graduated from Radford in 2005 and just had a passion to be involved in sports somehow. So I had seen uh, a job posting for the VSGA uh, and then also saw an internship and was like, wow, I'd like to really experiment with that and got into it, just had the attitude that I was going to work hard and learn as much as possible. Again, right place at the right time, a job opening uh, came about and here I am and just continue to have the enthusiasm to learn and work hard. In the, well, I think enthusiasm is something that anyone who's come across you at at an event or otherwise would would share that 
you have great enthusiasm for what you have, well, what you do, what you're doing. We're in a game, right? It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could be at a boring job, but man, we are at some of the greatest golf courses around the state and seeing some of the, you know, greatest golfers that are amateurs, we feel like, and providing them the opportunity. And then me specifically for junior golf, man, just see their passion for wanting to get better, which is just great to be around. Where was golf for you when you applied for this job? It was uh, a distant pastime, honestly. Just here and there, got out and played with friends. My dad introduced me to the game, but he's by no means an avid golfer, which is weird. But as I've learned this job more and become more involved, it's become you know every aspect and every part of my life. And it's just been so great to continue to learn and to be a part of, but it was, yeah, it was not really that forefront. And now it's like every day. Uh (laughs) And you're originally from Iowa, correct? Originally from Iowa. My dad just got job promotions and took the opportunity to move the family around. So yeah, I finished elementary school in Iowa, finished middle school in Texas and then high school and college here in Virginia. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Talk about your segue from, well, from doing women's golf and, you know, the different responsibilities that you had as an intern, which is sort of runs across the board between men's championships, women's championships, junior golf, membership, things like that, to then honing in on junior golf. Yeah, I have to be thankful for um, my superiors and the board you know, for wanting to make the the change and have more specific managers in charge of different, you know, sub tournament departments, if you will. Uh, but it was definitely a huge learning experience getting involved with women's tournaments and understanding the attention to detail and organization and just general course setup. So from there, you know, a women's tournament requires different things than a men's tournament and that requires different things than a junior. So as we became more specific managers of different, you know, like I said, sub tournament areas, you just kind of find what suits you best. And I just really clicked with the juniors and their parents and am able to communicate with them so well. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think that is? What's that special characteristic you have? I feel like I attribute that to me having two younger brothers. I mean, I'm not going to be all uptight with the boys or girls or their parents. I'm going to keep it real and I'm going to laugh and and joke with them because they're out there to have fun. So we should be out there to have fun too. Talk a little bit about how you've seen the junior, uh, maybe the junior game, but also the junior offerings that, that we have in terms of opportunities, how you've seen that grow. Well, even before my time, I've run into people that say, wow, we don't, we didn't have these opportunities when I was growing up and I had junior golf. And when we first started the junior golf club with Richard Smith, it was really just based in Richmond and Williamsburg. And that was around for maybe five or six or seven years. And then we revamped everything. We went back to the drawing board and changed the junior golf club into the junior golf circuit. And we went to more nine and 18 hole events and we expanded to Northern Virginia. We included points soon after that, that ties into championships with exemptions. And it is a huge monster. Now we probably administer with 
the assistance of five coordinators throughout the state. Uh, we couldn't do it without them, but we probably administer anywhere from 80 to 90 events that tie into championships and it just has this huge tour like feel now. Yeah. It's really special to see the way the junior golf circuit operates and, you know, just the messages that we receive through a lot of different channels right. about parents wanting to sign kids up and there's an event here and, and just because there's an event in Blacksburg does not mean that there, there might not be, there might be an event going on in Hampton roads also. Absolutely. And there's, there's events all the time. There's events all the kids. time. And there's something in your area almost every week and players are starting to travel for various reasons. They want to make it to the nine hole championship. They want to earn more points to be in the top 10 of the junior golf circuit player rankings by July 1st so that they can hopefully capture a exemption into the junior stroke play. I mean, there's just so many different reasons why people play and you can, you can definitely find an opportunity to play in your area. The point that you make about so many different reasons to play, I think is a really good one because also there's offerings of nine holes and 18 holes and 36 hole events. Yeah. And you can come out there as someone who's maybe out freshly out of a operation 36 program or US kids. us kids or a first T program and come right out to a junior golf circuit event and find your Find your group, find your people who, who are going to play within the range that you play and are going to have, in many cases, probably similar sort of outlooks on how you're experiencing this, this event and maybe where you want to go. Right. Yeah. We totally feel that we have a stepping stone approach that we can lean on the instructors at the clubs that teach these kids and then have them sign up for a nine hole event, for example, and test those skills out of operation 36 or us kids. And we have different age groups there. And then they jump into 18 hole tournaments with an intermediate or player rankings yardage. So shorter or more like a high school yardage, then player rankings, we're earning points. Then we're getting ready for championships. We're sprinkling in two day events. And you know, there's just, yeah, 365 days in the year, but I don't even, I haven't even counted up how many tournament days we have. It's probably more than that sometimes, but right. it definitely is this just incline of different events and more competitiveness to play in from as young as five years old, all the way up to 18. You and I have talked a little bit about a roadmap for experiencing, whether it's the junior golf circuit or just junior golf that the VSGA offers, primarily the junior golf circuit as difficult as it might be in an audio form rather than being able to draw it, talk a little bit about that roadmap. I think you've touched yeah. on it a little bit already, but how, how does one get started and, and where can they go for the different things that they, that they have um, yeah, interest think, in? I think the first step is, you know, the parents know that they, their kids have an interest in golf. So let's find the local instructor, you know, it could be at the club down the street or, you know, we happen to have, coordinators that administer these nine and 18 hole events for us where some parents are now more willing to drive to them. They feel more personal connection with them. So instruction first, then we're ready for nine hole tournaments. Once we're ready to maybe do things other than uh, PJ junior league, which is more team aspect, right? Um, so more individual with nine hole parents can come out and caddy. Let's, 
let's grow through that a little bit. Let's just get better. Let's grow physically. And let's try to win our age group in a nine-hole tournament so that we can qualify for the nine-hole championship. Theoretically, once we've accomplished that, then we can probably start to transition into the intermediate division of 18-hole tournaments. As we've mastered that, now we're going to player rankings and 36-hole tournaments, which it's just flat out tougher to put together two good yardage or two good scores, right? Maybe you shoot a bad score and you need to come back the next day and shoot a better score or shoot a great score the first day and need to back it up with a good score. So it's all a learning experience, getting the yardage longer, becoming more comfortable with that, getting into championships. Once you know we're into the junior match play, junior girls, uh, junior stroke play, at 15 or 16, maybe as a boy, we're ready to start qualifying for the amateur in the open, the U.S. junior. So, I mean, it just gradually gets more and more competitive as you become more experienced and figure out what your goals are. Maybe mm-hmm. your goal is to be better in high school. It is to play in college at, you know, D1, D2, whatever it is. Um, but maybe you just want to be competitive. Maybe you have no aspirations in playing in college, but the circuit is there for anything that you want to play in Mm -hmm. and how competitive you want to get. One of the things that I think is special that we've been able to do this year for you, for the point that you're making about there for you to play in is adding youth on course, that youth on course membership as part of the junior golf circuit membership. And obviously we've pivoted the junior golf circuit membership a little bit over the last couple of years in terms of you need to be a member of the circuit in order to play in events. And then now this year as sort of an added benefit to junior golf circuit membership is that youth on course membership, where in this first year we have 35 participating courses across the Commonwealth where the 900 plus kids who are members of the junior golf circuit And the other kids from whether it's first tee programs or from just at large memberships to youth on course can play youth on course rounds for $5 and continue to grow their love of the game and hone their skills. It's crazy, right? I mean, youth on course, I don't even know how long it's been around, but a national organization that just loves to give the opportunity for players to play more for an affordable price because as we all know golf's expensive Mm -hmm. and even though the courses do a great job offering a junior rate sometimes it can still be on the pricier side so for youth on course and the vsj to partner and they have another association under their belt it's just awesome to be able to provide more opportunities and add more value to our junior golf circuit membership yeah i don't want to get too much into specific juniors who are at least presently in the junior golf circuit because there's so many of them and we could overlook somebody. But I want to talk about a couple who have gone through in the successes that they've had and maybe how they built those off of the junior golf circuit or the junior, the youth events with the VSGA. I'm thinking of, of David Stanford and what he just did winning the junior match play and the junior stroke play in the same year. Last player to do that was Mark Lawrence, Mark Lawrence Jr., Talk a little bit about what you've seen in the two of them, how they've experienced the the circuit and the events. I feel like each one of those guys has used our events to as a springboard. Um, you know, each one of them, not knowing their entire schedules and entire background, but I've known them for so many years now that they've not necessarily uh, focused on 
the national tournaments and they've taken pride in their state events and Mm -hmm. kind of mastering that and being the best that they can be because the competition has definitely increased since Mark was a junior. And now David just going off to college, junior boys golf in Virginia is stronger than it has been in the last five years. It is so deep. And I think that we just have to attribute that to how competitive some of these events can be and how more comfortable players get playing in the 18 hole events that we have to offer to just mentally and physically be more competitive and ready for it. And so I think that each one of those guys has definitely prepared themselves to succeed David now in college and Mark now at the professional level. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's amazing to see how far the game has come at so many different levels of getting better and better and better. Um, how have you seen that? At, at, what are some of the what are some of the things that you've seen? Examples of one year the score is this at an event, another year the score is this, or this many yeah. qualify, et cetera. It's it's tough to say at a qualifier. We get the question all the time, you know, what's it gonna take? Yeah. And you just don't know. <laughs> That's a player's to, favorite from, question. Yeah, what's the cut gonna be? <laughs> no, we're not gonna answer that. Uh, but you know, it changes from venue to venue, year to year, conditions, all that stuff. It all plays a factor on what the score is going to be, what it's gonna take. But the, the strength of the field has definitely increased over the last few years. And I think that other players, not that we mentioned uh, David and Mark, but other players have taken full advantage of the junior golf circuit to get their name out there. And Quentin Dingledine has done that. Uh, Charlie Kennedy has done that. Mm-hmm. Um, I even want to say that his brother Andrew did that too. They've traveled around and played in these events to gain more exposure. And we have plenty of 18-hole events in college and universities' backyard, if you will. Yeah. CNU, Virginia Tech, UVA. I mean, they can all take advantage of just peeking out their back door and catching a few holes of one of our 18-hole events. My gosh, yeah, you're right. To think of the number of competitive college golf programs that we have just right here in Virginia that have seen probably their level of play raised by just staying in state and recruiting right Right. here, which is not to say anything. Well, I mean, it certainly is attributed to some of the work of the junior golf circuit as well, but play has just gotten so good. You look at these teams, Rob Kinder, who led the state open is a CNU student right right now. And then you've got David Stanford, who's going off to Virginia tech, Charlie Kennedy, who's going to VCU. Uh, Quentin Gildine is going to go out of state. I mean, that's the, that's the thing, too, is it's awesome to see these colleges and universities recruit inside the state of Virginia. We'd love to keep them at home, you know, so that we can watch them more. And But I think it shows a lot of value in how competitive we are and what we're doing in the state of Virginia when some of our golfers go out of state. Mm-hmm. Chase Nevins committed to Vanderbilt. Uh, Kelly Chin, now at Duke. Mm-hmm. Um and countless others. It's just, I think it's kind of a, a, a pat on the back. You know, we're yeah. doing a good job. They're able to take their game to the highest level. And sometimes it happens to be, uh, give them the opportunity to go to an SEC school or an ACC school of their choice. You've been on the VSGA staff for much longer than I have and have probably seen 
been parts of the conversations of youth on course and when youth on course might might come along and we might be able to do this. When we announced that we were going to fully be able to invest time and energy and resources into the youth on course partnership beginning in 2021, what were your feelings? I didn't know what to expect, but I knew that the track record of youth on course was only going to benefit us and the junior golf circuit membership. And so working with you to try to capture some of these courses and you know those courses that are already on the junior golf circuit schedule have been great partners and natural ones that would come on and support youth on course. And I think just the more that we can get golfers out there to play casual rounds, Mm-hmm. will only transition into them getting more involved with the VSJ for more competitive rounds down the road. I was playing with someone recently and we were playing at a public course and but we were just talking about the value of accessible golf and youth on course, the youth on course model of kids being able to pay $5. The point that I tried to make, and this is a point I would try to make to our junior golf circuit as well, is don't let a $5 round be, you know, the enemy of a hundred dollar round, like go play that $5 round. Don't, don't want so bad to be on this other beautiful course that maybe has better manicured fairways or something like that and, and miss out on these opportunities. You're going to thank yourself down the road right now when you're in an office doing a podcast going, man, I wish I could be out, outside playing a $5 round. It's just the opportunity to play, right? And not every course, I mean, that's the beauty of golf. Every course is different. They're not always the most pristine courses that we see on tour every day. Sometimes they are though. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we have great partners that have amazing golf courses and are willing to give our players the opportunity to play. And sometimes, you know, a more muni course might not have all of those amenities, but it's still the opportunity to play and to get better. Yeah, and you still got to put the ball in the hole. You still got to put the ball in the hole, and you still have the chance to maybe tailor your bag to say, "I'm going to play with only my even clubs today or my odd clubs today." Force yourself to hit different shots and to work on your game. That, like, that's the thing. And the point that I'm trying to make is, don't let good be the enemy of great. Right. In terms of whether it's the course conditions or what you have going in your play that day, don't let that be be the enemy of another thing. Let's talk a little bit about the hundred hole hike. What are you, <laughs> what are you looking forward to? What are you nervous about? You're the first conversation that I've had with folks about this. Let's talk through some of our, some of our feelings. Well, I got to say, I'm super excited for it because it really just kind of ties in my role with the VSJ junior golf and just raising money for it. So it really hits home a little bit. Um, but what am I looking forward to? Uh, trying to survive with you. Uh, <laughs> Playing 100 holes, uh, looking forward to posting a bunch of nine-hole rounds. Uh, I've talked to a few people that have done something similar, so uh, trying to pack the adequate number of snacks and drinks. Um, Man, extra change of socks? I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to just do as many things as possible. I'm trying to have a good time and, uh, I guess, keep a good pace of play. Right. I think, yeah, I I think the, the, the motto of the day might be, Fast players make fast friends. <laughs> that might be our our thing, or slow play not tolerated. I mean, I'm excited to see you hit driver off the deck. So <laughs> you're not going to tee it up. 
Uh, yeah, I've practiced that and I'm feeling like teeing it up is just going to cost me time. So it's just going to drop the ball and go. Yeah, I think I am going to tee it up or else I won't get it off the ground. Mm -hmm. But uh, most of the times, yeah, step up there and just hit it. So I told I told another one of our staff members, Michael Walder, who's going to hike with us. Um, Michael's the director of handicapping and we'll have Michael on the podcast as well. Michael and I were talking through some goals and I said, look, I have I have my first goal is to birdie the first hole. And I just want to birdie the first hole so that I can say, can't birdie them all if you don't birdie the first one. That's right. But man, if you birdie the first one, it's I mean, there, I right? just want to birdie the first <laughs> hole just so I can say that. That's the only reason. Knowing full well, I probably will not birdie the second hole. Yeah. My um, handicap's going to go on a roller coaster ride, I'm sure. I've looked at, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about so many different ways of, of, of doing this. Like, should we put a bucket of balls every three holes where you can just reach in and grab a new ball or should we, should we, how often do we have water coolers and, oh, I know. and you know, should, should we do a contests amongst ourselves of whoever can play their ball the longest, you know, other people need to make a donation to their hiker platform or, or something like that. Yeah. We can do all the classic outing things too, you know, uh, a closest to the hole. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. The opportunities are endless. I'm, we could do side matches. I have no yeah. idea. I think there's so many, I think people should chime in with their ideas. Yeah. We would love to hear ideas. Send it, send us an email, send a message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at VSGA 1904 any thoughts that you have on the hundred hole hike and how we can, um, you know, make it more engaging. We we're open to. Yeah. You know, before you know it, we'll be doing live scoring or something, but, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's super exciting to see how many other people that I don't know through golf are coming out to be a part of this. How many people just in passing, I've said, we're literally hiking and playing, I mean, hiking, walking a mm hundred -hmm. holes in a day probably have to start at 6.45 or 7, and we'll be there for 12 hours. So we're going to stay well hydrated and fueled up on whatever food that the hollows can provide us. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting out there and playing more golf with staff members that we don't see all the time because we're so busy, mm -hmm. and then new players as well. I'm so excited to introduce the, the listenership of the podcast, but also staff members to the individuals that we have hiking with us. Um, I've had the opportunity to talk with them on the phone and email with them and text with them all, all different ways since they've signed up. And the enthusiasm that they have for one, the challenge of playing 100 holes, but two, for raising money for junior golf and the youth on course efforts here in Virginia. I have been amazed by yeah you know i don't want to jump the gun and introduce people but it's nice to have someone like glenn gray who has the experience of hiking mm -hmm. he's been with youth on course and the involvement for a few years now and then you have several of us that are brand new to the hundred hole hike and to youth on course and just want to get out there and get year one under our belt and then we have more experienced fundraisers you know the network of people that they know that have the enthusiasm for the game and want to latch on to junior golf is exciting as well. So yeah. I'm new to both things, fundraising and a hundred hole hike, but I'm diving in. Uh -huh. So I'm, you know, excited to see what kind of support comes out. 
Um, for more information about the 100-hole hike or Youth on Course, visit vsga.org slash Youth on Course. That's our hub where we have all of the participating courses in Virginia, as well as a link to a map where you can see the other 1,400 courses across the Commonwealth, not across the United States, excuse me, 1,400 courses, 1400 courses across the United States that participate in Youth on Course. Anybody who's experienced Kent Hollabar at a championship or at an event knows that you're passionate about hats. You love hats. hats is just <laughs> something you are, you are a collector of. Uh, yeah. I love a good hat, you know, whether it's a minor league baseball hat, a golf hat, a hat to commemorate, you know, someplace that I've been, I, I think I just ordered two new hats from Jones golf, which shout out to them for the golf bag yeah. and the hats that are coming. Uh, but yeah, we've got to be around 80 hats right now. Not counting the VSGA hats that I wear on a week-to-week basis. Have you given consideration to what your hat, what hat game you're going to bring on uh, September 21st for I'm the hundred hole hike? Brief thought right now. Uh-huh. So it's got to be Jones to uh, start out with. Um, but yeah, I've thought about can I garner some fundraising due to which hat people want me to wear. Or can we say whoever donates the most, I will wear the hat of your choosing for a while. But I feel like it's definitely got to be a lightweight hat. I don't know what the weather's going to be September 21st, mm-hmm. but I think it has to be lightweight if it's warm and might need a change of hats too if uh, people want me to switch it up yeah. or if one just gets too sweaty. So I've got a handful. Okay. Yeah. So September 21st, I, I looked this up the, the other day and it's not probably... Not something I necessarily needed to look up to, but it remi- look look up, but it reminded me. September twenty first is the autumn solstice. Okay. So that is so we have exactly twelve hours of daylight and twelve hours of of nighttime. Uh, sunrise, I think, is at like six fifty eight, seven oh eight, something I like think that. I looked that up too. Um, I'm imagining. And we'll see how consistent I stay across the rest of these interviews. But I'm imagining that we're going to have to get the first balls in the air, 6.35, 6.40. We're going to have to uh, huddle up in our coffee meeting and then have a solid game plan. Shotgun start it and uh, balls in the air, yeah, easily before 6.45. How do you think, let's just work through it real quick, because I think it would be a lot of fun to find ways. There's four of us staff members hiking right now, and... You know, we're looking at four threesomes. Mm -hmm. How can we find a creative way so that I can then, like, if you're in the group in front of me, I can come up and play with your group and you, whether it's you drop back and play with my group or everybody rotates up after 18 holes so that we all have an opportunity to play with everyone. That's a great idea. Yeah, like everything. I mean, I don't need to play with you per se. I'm I'm thinking of our staff members as being the ones who sort of rotate. Yeah, we jump around. Um, You know, every three holes, maybe we can just rotate the groups. But, you know, I've done the math too. So we are going to have to start early, 12 hours in the day. And we have nine loops around this course. No, more than that, 10 or 11 loops Mm -hmm. around the hollows whichever nine we're playing. And so uh, we're going to have to keep that pace to like an hour and a half or so. So yeah, if we're going to be hopping around different groups, we're going to have to be efficient with that. So like every third hole or every third trip around the nine, yeah, we switch it up. Are you imagining, I'm I'm, I'm thinking of you and I talked about doing a scorecard the other day that just Uh, has a hundred boxes on it. 
Definitely. I'm I'm starting to picture like, I don't know how do we how do we put some tally mark at the first tee that it's that you know group number one can mark that they've gone by it this many times or something like that. I don't know, like just so so that we can keep track. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> don't want to lose count and play less holes than needed, and certainly just you know, don't want to play more holes unless yeah. the daylight allows. And we'll, if the daylight we'll allows, beyond, right. We'll 110 <laughs> yeah. holes if we need to. Uh, but yeah, we could get a dry erase board out there. Uh, chalkboard. I don't know, a digital ticker. I don't own one of those, but that'd be sweet. How will you talk a little bit about your game? How will you can get into your handicap, whether or not you want to, how will you manage your game? between now and then are you thinking about that well i have been invited a few times to you know catch nine holes like tuesday or thursday after work with some friends over in magnolia green so that is already a tougher walk than we're going to experience at the hollows so got to be grateful for the hollows and a flatter course over there as people know mag green is a lot hillier so tougher walk so i think i'm going to continue to do that Mm -hmm. um Right now, I don't really have much game in the three wood department. So definitely going to try to hit driver or long iron off the tee and keep it in play. And the wedge game is pretty solid. So yeah, I'm definitely taking minimal clubs um, with this carry bag to try to help out the walk and just help out just general club selection. Mm -hmm. Less clubs, less decisions to make. I really think, and I've enjoyed playing with a Sunday bag a lot recently. Less is more. I, you know, not, not being able to make the decision less means, you know, if you've got, if you're playing with the evens and you're there over a, I don't know, 150 yard shot, you've probably got to hit the eight iron or you've really got to go down on the six iron. I mean, I'm just sort of casual, typical yardages. We're going to have to be creative with our, our shots per club. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to the experience at the hollows. I have not personally played the hollows, but from just looking at the map, from being on the property, I think it's going to be a lot of fun I think to go gonna, around there. Yeah. I think it's going to be an easier walk for us um, from other courses that we've investigated doing at, which would have been awesome as well. But I think it's going to help our legs being at the hollows and our backs for some of the older hikers that we mm-hmm. have. Um, but no, I think it's going to be awesome. I, hopefully I can't remember the course too well but hopefully there's not too much trouble and the only trouble we get into is a little punch out game right yeah that's the thing that i wonder about too is like the punch out game and like how much you know the the allotted amount of time to look for a ball right now per usga rules is three minutes see that's the other thing too (laughs) we might be at a minute i think we've uh, (laughs) briefly talked about this the other day but at what point do we say abandon that ball just drop another one near the fairway Mm -hmm. you know we're going to try to complete and hole out every you know ball on every 100 holes but you know to keep up with uh, our pace of approximately maybe an hour and a half per nine we might have to abandon ship on a few of these balls yeah and just uh, drop it it drop it in a more favorable area right Anything you want to add that I didn't ask you about? It's been great to be able to share sort of your VSGA story and your youth on course story, 100 hole hike story. Well, I'm looking forward to playing golf with each one of these hikers, um, getting to know them more. You know, we're so busy during the summer that 
I think some of the players wonder, do we play? Do we mm -hmm. enjoy the game? And we do. I was playing Magnolia Green just the other day and saw you know, high school matches out there with Midlow and Monikin and James River maybe. Um, so it's nice to see those junior golfers and then I'm walking in right behind them. But you know, wish we could all get out there and, and play more as a staff. And um, yeah, you know, just Maybe we'll have a decide competition and see who comes out on top just amongst the staff. Right, right. It's going to be fun. This is going to be going to be great. Well, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. We look forward to seeing you on September 21st. Can't wait. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Golf in the Commonwealth. And big thanks to Kent Hollibar. You can pledge on Kent's hike or anyone else's at vsga.org slash youth on course and click on the 100 hole hike link. Keep an eye on the podcast feed and social media for more content related to the 100-hole hike, and we'll see you in the fairway soon.